Hey folks, welcome into the Irish Steelers podcast, the podcast for Pittsburgh Steelers fans across the island of Ireland. Uh, Michael McQuaid here, delighted to be joined with the three amigos, Jimmy English, Dave McKee. After, look at me, look, there, there is no point in shying away from this. It was a disappointing game last week when the Steelers played the Colts. And Jimmy, it, it's one thing, you know, you get a Saturday night game and it's great for us because it's on early, but... We can't shy away from this. We know there's so many fans in Ireland that obviously remain optimistic and hopeful for the season, but it was disappointing going into India and losing 30 to 13. Um, and three games left, three playoff games, which which we'll talk about down the stretch. But um, well, first off, how are you? I've just jumped into the game. <laughs> I, I, I'm good, Nick. Thanks. I'm glad to be back after an absence last week. And you're 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 dead right. I was in the uh, the wheelchair with some fellow Steelers fans on Saturday night watching the game. It was a tough watch. I mean, there was some promising signs at the start. We had Connor Hayward's block punt, which landed right on the uh, right on the, t- the one yard line, the two yard line, and eventually turned into a touchdown. Uh, that was initially ruled a fumble recovered by the defense, but um, they they gave us a score. But no, it was it was hard to watch. Like, I mean, it, like you try and be hopeful week on week, but like sometimes you have to call a spade a spade and say that that was just that was just awful. Um, so look. You know, we were we remain optimistic, as optimistic as we can be. We go in and we face a, a division rival um, next Saturday, another Saturday night game, which which is great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, look, just let, let's just keep plugging on and see what happens. To quote the Yaz song, Dave, the only way is up, baby, for you and me now. Uh, look, let's see what happens. I just, I, I actually forgot, Jimmy, and um, it's, it's great to have you back. I, I know you weren't on last week. That was great crack last week. Dave with Jeff and we'll hopefully get him on again during a playoff run. I'm going to keep the positive vibes. It's just, I'm just going from what Jimmy said, nothing went right in that game. And it's funny because the first two quarters were sort of stop start and Indy pull away towards the end. Yeah. The frustrating thing for me is we were there. It was just like find a way and the, couldn't get the run game going at all with Najee. Gotta look forward. Yeah, we've, just to sort of, you know, I often say it, but it, I'm gonna just gonna echo everything Jimmy said. You know, um, it's it's obviously the only way I can describe it is disappointing. Um, you know, twenty was it twenty seven on unanswered points, minus three turnover differential. You know, we mentioned at the start of the season we were constantly getting outgained in every single game, but we were winning the games, and the reason is because we weren't turning the ball over. Like, if you if you're constantly turning the ball over. You're gonna put yourself in a bad position. You know the chances are you're probably gonna end up losing the game, but just nothing after the second quarter. Just nothing went right, um, and then obviously you know the, the, just the sloppy play at quarterback that ended up. You know even if, Trubisky did have sort of signs that you know he met Deontay Johnson on a couple of good routes, but just in the end, it's just it's it's really unacceptable to lose to an Indianapolis Colts team that. You know, at the end of the day, they're in they're in the shot with the playoffs. So not only is a loss, it's a it's a massive loss for us, but because obviously they've put that position, bit of like ground distance between ourselves and them, it's gonna be harder to even get in now. So the only way is up. Um we've got Cincinnati, you know, a win this weekend. And again, it's it's that, you know, domino effect. You know, we're we're beat, we're playing a team that's in that battle for a playoff position. And if we can come up with a win, we're all of a sudden back in it. But obviously we've still got two massive games after that against Seattle and Baltimore. So it's it's not going to get any easier, you know. This is maybe, you know, out of the three games, this is probably the most winnable. 
but at the same time we've, we've got to look at it and um you know we're gonna to have to take the injuries and the suspension on board as well but as i say you know if if, if we can just continue keep putting the head down hopefully we'll come out with a win this weekend that's the best way we can look at it and there's gonna be positive vibes i just i, I need that we, we need to win this weekend let's hear from coach tomlin first before we get our guest on this week let, let's hear what he had to say on monday to the press let's talk about cincinnati um their group that appears to be trending in the right direction since the last time we played them um they're gaining some real traction i'll start first with their offense um browning is doing a really good job of taking care of the ball his completion percentage uh speaks to that um their lack of turnovers or their ball security speaks to that but it's not just him it's them they've done some schematic things to really do a nice job of staying on schedule not being one-dimensional uh, working to keep defenses off balance changing launch points um again he's new to playing but not new to their program and i think we talked about that last time but i think that that is increasingly evident as he's gained more in helmet um perspective on play over the last three weeks um at running back man you know we got to minimize mixing and his impact on the game um whether it's run or in the passing game we got hit on a big screen in a significant moment, screens are a big component of what they do, um, particularly with him. Um, the rookie, Chad, is, has come on in recent weeks. Um, that is something to consider. Also, from a running back perspective, that might be a little bit different um, than the last time we played him. Uh, T. Higgins is a component of what they're doing. We didn't see T. last time. And so, you know, we were able to allocate a lot of schematics toward Chase when you're, when you're dealing with a full arsenal um, you got to deal with T. Higgins and Chase and Tyler Boyd. Um, so obviously we got some more schematic challenges in those situational passing moments because um, he's got a you know a full repertoire of people to spread the ball around to. And so you know th- those are some of the things that have our attention on that side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, they're playing really good situational ball, um, standing up in big moments. Mike Hilton, uh, big interception in the red area. I thought really kept that thing uh, in striking distance for him the other day. But we know and are familiar with Mike. Um, He is a big catalyst for them. I think he's third or fourth in tackles for them. He's always had an appetite for the big play. Um, He shows up off the edge in the run game a lot. Um, They're they're bringing some pressure in the run game. They're bringing battle as well um, at the safety position. They've got really good continuity in terms of the things that they do. Um, We're familiar with them. Um, but it doesn't necessarily provide comfort for us. They're familiar with us as well. And I just think that's a texture of, of divisional play. Interesting to hear from Coach Tomlin ahead of this game against the Bengals this weekend, which we will look ahead to in a little second. In the meantime, this week, we're delighted to welcome back a guy that we had on just before the season started, a guy that you will hear on OTB radio and across the Steelers Nation broadcasts. Craig Wolfie joins us, not just to recap the season so far, but to look ahead and give us some positivity heading into the last three games of the season. As Christmas comes up this week, we've got a Steelers game around Christmas on Saturday night against the Bengals. And we have an early Christmas present at a time of need for every Steelers fan across the island of Ireland and further beyond. We've got Craig Wolfie, obviously part of the Steelers broadcast, former Steelers himself. Craig Wolfie, man, it's... Um, it's great to have you on as always. Second time on here now. You've already hit the record. You've had, you've got the most appearances. Welcome in. How you doing? I'm doing great. I love it. I finally set a record in something besides some sort of food eating contest. You know? 
Good to see you, fellas, man. Well, the, um we, we were we were talking off air there before we before we jumped on about how the team must be feeling on the back of the the loss to the coast on Saturday night, and you alluded to a moment in your career back in 1988 when you were five and eleven. I can, <laughs> what what can these guys do? I suppose to to somehow get the uh, to get their heads up against the, the the crucial game against the Bengals next weekend. Not crack under pressure, man. You got to hold it together. The boys got to stick together. I walked on the plane past uh, Cam Hayward and uh, TJ Watt, and I could see the miserableness in their faces. They know they know that that game got away from them, and you know. But those are two of the most important guys that you can have to reload this stuff and pull people together. You got to stick together. You got to keep the voices to the outside of the four walls in the locker room and somewhere from within. It's not going to be without. Chuck Noll, I'll remember way back in 88, he also, he warned us back then. There's nobody coming in from the East to save you. You know, this is all about you guys finding out what you need to do. All the answers to all your questions are inside the four walls of the locker room. You guys got to make that effort to find out what it is. And that's what these guys have to do. You know, they started off great, got the block punt, things were moving along, and then things went downhill. And, you know, you've got to find out who is going to stand up under the pressure, who's going to fight to the end. you got three games left, and I expect to see nothing but their best foot forward, guys fighting to finish. That's what I expect coming up. You mentioned about rough patches and stuff, and you were mentioned about the time 5-11 and 11 and stuff. You know, who is that that guy in your locker room? So you look back on your great Steeler teams during the 80s and stuff. You, who, who is that guy in your locker room? that says, right, we need to steady the ship, we need to get the next win. Like, who was that guy, if you compare it to this team right now? Like, who who do you think was was the guy kick, sort easy. of kicking your butts into place? Yeah, easy. In my day, it was Joe Green and Jack Lambert, okay? Now you turn it around now, and you got yourself Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. All right, those are two of the guys that have to lead. Alex Highsmith is another high-quality, high-energy guy that's got to lead from the front, too. And It's the big dogs now that got to step out and put in the superb performances, because everybody's looking for their cues from those guys. And those guys are the standard bearers. Those guys are the guys that can carry things forward. And I look for them to be of tremendous resource to all the other guys. It's funny because you're, you're part of the game day broadcast. And, and one thing that's changed since we've last spoken, we, we, we had Max Starks on not too long after you. Wolfie, uh, you are now, you can listen to your dulcet tones on the radio in Ireland during a game day. Um, you're going global, you're going international. How does that make you guys feel? Uh, just like, I mean, obviously, it's really unique this is happening. Uh, have you been paying much attention to it? Do you think it's pretty cool or what's your thoughts? No, I know. You know, the funny thing was I got into this broadcasting business through, you know, Todd Chilkin many years ago. You know, I had a boxing gym and he used to come into my gym all the time and say, come on, you got to do this. I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. Put the gloves on. We'll go in the ring. We'll do a few rounds. You know, whoever bleeds the most has got to pick up the tab for lunch. So, you know, we'd do that for a while. Then he'd go, come back and go, you got to do this. You got to be the sideline guy. You got to travel because he says, I'm getting bored to hang out with you. I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. Right. So then finally I do that. And then after the first year, they tell me, oh, by the way, when you turn your microphone on, this is a year after I've already been in it, you know, or maybe a couple of years, actually. There's like around a million people listening. I said, what? You know, I'm like, I think I'm just talking to a couple of people on the microphone. 
and they're telling me, no, there's like a million or two or something listening. I'm going, get Zooks, man, you got to be kidding me, you know? But the fact is, you know what they are? They're Steelers fans, and it's just all one big Steelers nation. I'm just talking to friends. That's all I'm doing. Talking about Steelers Nation there, Wolfie, I, I don't know if you, if you saw the tournament we had in Dublin a couple of weeks ago for the first ever Steelers Irish watch party. Were you, were you a bit envious over there looking across the pond that you, that you couldn't join us for a couple of points? You know, it, it would have been nice, brother. I saw some of that action. I heard about it. I got the reports. And it was all, everybody was talking about how great it was, what a joy it was, how much excitement and enthusiasm and everything. Um, congrats to you guys, you know, being part of all that, doing all you can to bring the Steelers lore to the great, great country of Ireland, man. I mean, dead zooks. That's just beautiful stuff. Way to go. And, and like, as I, I suppose you're, you're a key part of the Steelers organization, you know, you're on the, the, the radio broadcast, you've been a player. How does it make you feel when you see the reach that Steelers nation has across the world globally? You know, it's fantastic. And let me just correct things. I'm just a, a little little small spot, guys. You know, I've been so privileged to be able to be a small part of this organization for a long time. And I'm grateful to the Roonies and, and uh, the coaches that uh, Chuck Knoll that, that drafted me and everything. So I, it's just a privilege for me to be able to do this. And it's wonderful because I get to meet people like you, right? You got dudes. Yo, I mean, sometime we're going to hang out together. It'll be a lot of fun. and But we all have that commonality of Steeler football, and that's what we love. That's what you get your juice from. You know, I, I can't imagine even, you know, another team having as much, uh, you know, of the Steelers nation type of thing as what the Steelers have. So I think it's all good. I remember from the fantasy football camps, you know, way back in the day before COVID, the Steelers had those fantasy football camps up at St. St. Vincent College. And we got guys from, man, all over the world. It was just crazy about how many people came. And I mean, one was from like Kazakhstan or Uzbekistan, something like that. I mean, way on the other side of the world. It was just tremendous to see that Steelers football reaches that far. It, it really is. It's, it's crazy when you think of it. And it's, it's a, another one of those where it doesn't actually matter. Of course, it matters how we're playing. But, you know, win, lose, or tie. You know, Steelers Nation will always stay loyal and, and always stick bet or through the rough patches and stuff. So you're spot on there. Just obviously coming back to it, Wolfie, you know, this week, you know, Mason Rudolph, he's going to get a chance to, to come in as starter against Cincinnati. What do you think he can bring that maybe we haven't been seeing from Mitchell Trubisky? You know, he's a bit of a veteran now. He's been in the league for, what, six, seven years. What is he going to be able to bring in that, that maybe we weren't getting with Mitch? You know, I think, and, I, and I'll say this, yeah, listen, listen, I, they're, you know, for Mitch, I feel bad for him. You know, you know, they, he had some opportunities that just didn't materialize for him. The guy is a is a quality quarterback, but you know, you've got to try something now. And Mason Rudolph is a guy; he's got a five four one overall record as, as a you know backup quarterback. Uh, this is a guy who, in his last outing, uh, if you remember Detroit, uh, one of his last outings, he was uh, like thirty of fifty for over three hundred yards, and and did a great job on a very, you know, snowy, rainy December day when they should have been running the ball and they threw the ball 50 times. He woke up that morning, Ben had uh, COVID, and all of a sudden he's in the starting lineup, but he's able to come through like that, does a great job in, in securing at least a tie when, you know, that could have really gone sideways. I think Mason Rudolph is a very capable veteran, a guy who can lead from the front, a guy that uh, has shown that he's capable of it. 
I know some people, you know, don't disagree with me. That's fine. I happen to think very highly of his skills. You watch him. Uh, he's got a strong arm. He can run. People people don't think he can run. And I, I, I'm watching in one of the films, you know, he scrambled for almost 30 yards just on one play alone. The guy can run, and the guy is also capable of throwing air, air in that ball out like you can't believe. So let's hope and pray that, you know, he gets it together. He has an opportunity, and he's a fighter, you know, and I, I get, hey, Give me anybody that's ready to fight because right now you're looking at three games, man, three games. You better not lay down. You better not give less than your best effort. It ought to all be about coming through and delivering the, the goods this weekend. We've been quite fortunate that a lot of the games will be, have either been not prime time, but they've been on TV for us here. So a lot of the games we've seen this season and general fans have seen also. And that continues this week with a game on Saturday night. Like, I mean, Jimmy and Dave will tell you. 9.30 on a Saturday night? Superb. Uh, going up against the Bengals. Now, the Bengals have had an up-and-down season as well. They're still in the hunt. Obviously, when a guy like Joe Burrow goes out, you see Browning come in and, and do quite well. Like, just sort of, we're, we're recording this earlier in the week. What are your initial thoughts on what this Bengals team brings against the Cedars on Saturday? Well, they are still the Bengals. They are still Burrow-less, but this kid Browning, and we got a lot of bees going on there, man. But Browning uh, has proven himself to be capable. He's gotten better in his performances. Uh, last week against uh, uh, the Colts, um, he threw for two seventy-five, but a buck twenty-five of it was through screen passes. There's a, you know, they got the mix in. They got a good offensive line. You've got a defense that can come after you. So it's it's going to be a good soiree. It's going to be a good set too. You know, I mean. It's a division opponent. What more do you need, Gadzooks? You love division opponents because those are the ones that you never have to worry about a cheap shot, you know, because you're never going to have to apologize for it. Somebody will start it and just do it. You got to finish it. You know what I mean? That's just the way it rolls. Well, see, the, uh, to, to me anyway, there were a couple of areas that were lacking in, in, in the past couple of weeks for the Steelers, you know. The, the inside linebacker is, is particularly thin and now the safety position as well. With the news coming today that that um, Casey has been ruled out for the rest of the season through suspension, but f- from your perspective, what what is the area that needs to be most addressed ahead of the game? I mean, wh- where is the area that the Steelers need to focus on most to have success against the Bengals? Well, one of them is just what you're highlighting. You're exactly spot on. I mean, you can't lose your first two linebackers. You got your third one, Landon Roberts. You know, you went from a a pair and a spare, as Mike Tomlin used to call it, to the lone solitaire. That would be Landon Roberts after you lose Cole Holcomb and, and Quan Alexander. And then all of a sudden you're down to, you know, a, a young buck, a rookie, Mark Robinson. So the, the thing is you're you're hurting down the middle. Um, you've got a Landon Roberts playing with a, a pulled groin, which let me tell you something. I've done that. It's extremely hard. It it hoits, to put it in, 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 in terms that everybody can understand. But Landon Roberts is a real man. He's a tough guy, man. He's out there playing and doing, I thought, uh, until his last game, he had been doing a great job, and everybody on the defense struggled this past week. But Landon Roberts is one of those guys that keeps plugging away and keeps going. Um, then you lose your safeties. You know, Mika Fitzpatrick, we're still uh, like, can't believe that Mika's down. Uh, Mika is just one of those rare NFL talents that's, he's generational. He's one of those guys that, Man, oh man, to to lose him is that's that's very painful. But you lose Demonte Casey, which 
I'm sorry. I disagree totally. I understand the hits. Listen, back in my day, that hit was celebrated. That would have been on all the, the, the TV hot, you know, talk shows and everything like that. All that, it would have been great. But um, in this day and age now, they they rule that it, you know, uh, was he, they tossed him out. That's going to cost him some bucks. I'm sorry for him. Uh, DeMonte, I thought, was going after the ball. But the fact of the matter is, uh, I don't see that he, he I, I don't believe he was trying to injure Pittman at all, you know. Matter of fact, I'd say, why don't they talk to Gardner about throwing a ball that leaves him, you know, out stretched out in front of a guy? That's just that's more his fault than anything. But having said that, you know, we are down uh, at the safety position. We're down through the middle of the football team. So one man's misfortune is another man's fortune, and they're going to have to step up with the opportunities given to these different individuals that will uh, take over, like Trenton Marshall and uh, I'm sorry, Trenton Thompson and so forth, they're going to have to step up and make some plays and, and be part of it. And hopefully Elijah Riley might be back this week too. That's a possibility. And, you know, that kid, I love that kid. That kid is West Point tough. Yeah, and as you say, Wolfie, you know, it's all really about adapting and next guy up. And if, if the next guy up plays as well as Trenton Thompson has, then I really don't see how that could be an issue. But just, you know, um, coming back on it as well, you know, one of the positives we have had, we have consistently over the past year, is obviously TJ Watts. Um, you know, I, I said it last week in the podcast, I think he's the most disrespected player in the NFL. Maybe he doesn't get as much respect as the likes of Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons. Just how important is that key pass rusher on there, you know, or pass rusher, sorry, because obviously you know you need good head coach, good quarterback, but obviously the edge rusher as well. How, how important is that aspect, you know, for us and obviously going forward? You know, you're exactly on, man. I mean, think about it. You've got... T.J. Watt, he doesn't. He's not just a pass rusher. You know, you think about some of the great plays he makes with his, using his gourd. You know, I mean, he drops back, gets his hands up, knocks down a pass, he intercepts a ball. He's just a great player, and this great player he uses his noodle in a way that he's able to accomplish things that maybe a lot of defensive players don't. Because I'm always kidding him about them being brainless, and the offensive guys are the ones that are really smart. You know, of course, you go back and forth with them, and that's. It doesn't fly with it. But regardless, the point being is a guy like T.J. Watt shows more than just the physical attributes that you see on the field. But what's so much fun is when you watch him pass rush and he executes some of those hand-trapping techniques, those are the things you see when you're on the south side every day at practice, you watch him working on it. And I love that because he's kind of like – it's like he's out there with one of his coaches. He's like – uh I don't know, he's like uh, working with Mr. Miyagi, you know, in, in the Karate Kid. You know, he's working his hand trap and uppercut, all the kinds of things. But he's that good because, number one, he's talented and he desires to be great. And the third is he backs it up with great hard work. Same thing for Alex Highsmith. You don't think it's inspirational for him at the one end to look over and see T.J. Watt at the other end of the spectrum? And how much of, of a great advantage is that knowing that they're gonna, they've got to pick their poison? Where are you going to swing your wall? Where are you going to go with the double team? Who gets the chip? You know, I hated playing tackle. I was a guard. You know, get, put me in the phone booth. I like close quarter grappling, fighting, you know, that type of thing. Put me at tackle. Ked Zooks, that's a lot of open territory out there. So, yeah, I was always like, if I'm at tackle, Tunch Jokins at right tackle, give me the wall, give me the tight end, give me the chip, and I'm going to take the the uh, I'll take the equipment boy, and I'll stuff him in my back pocket and throw it at the, that guy, you know? I mean, that's, I want it all. But T.J. Watt, he picks up all. Let me tell you something. 
you watch that film, he's constantly being chipped and double teamed and that sort of stuff. That speaks to what a great player he is. I love him, man. I feel like this was this was the this was the exact interview we needed this week. I'm telling you, man. Great, great well, stuff. We're gonna do headbutts when we're done here. Okay, we're gonna get all fired up over Zoom. Um, yeah. <laughs> just finally, Craig. Obviously, for people um, in Ireland, you can listen to you guys um, on Off the Ball on OTB Radio on Saturday. The game is also on Sky Sports NFL in Ireland and across the UK. Also, um, look, three games to go. If you win all three games, you have a 77% chance of making the playoffs. Do you still believe? Oh, I believe. I Listen, man, I'm too old to change my ways. You know, ever since I was a player, I believed. I always believed. I never worried about it. You know, playoffs, you leave them in the, the back of your mind. It's All that matters is the next game, the next series, and the next play. That's it. I don't worry about anything else. When I was a player, people would ask me, who are you playing in two weeks? I couldn't tell you. All I know is I got a game coming up. I know where that game is. I know what's important about it and that I got to show up. I got to be ready to play the game, the, the 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 series, and the play. I mean, that's it. Boom. And that's the focus that these guys need. You got to stay ramrod straight with your desire to win that next game, and it's going to come one play at a time. Three playoff games starting this weekend, Saturday, 9.30 p.m. So if you're in the car driving to your parents or in-laws, wherever for Christmas, you've no excuse. You can hear Wolfie and the team on OTB radio and or you can watch it on TV also. Craig, I feel like we'll be chatting now, hopefully a lot more going into the playoffs as well. We're going to keep the positive vibes up. Thank you for coming on. You're, you're a very, very busy man and we will chat to you soon. Happy holidays as well. Oh, Merry Christmas to everybody and all the good folks there in Ireland. Man, Steelers Nation, love you all. Thank you for having me on. I, I feel very... Um, very grateful to be able to spend some time with you guys. So most humbly, I say thank you for having me on. Great to hear from Craig on the Irish Series podcast. And you can listen to that game against the Bengals, which is this Saturday, 9.30 Irish time, boys. OTV Radio. And because it's that time, it's on Sky Sports NFL as well. Jimmy, look, first off, before we talk about the fact that this is the must-win game, it's a huge game. 9.30? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... When the schedule came out, Mick, I, I circled this game on my calendar because it's the day after I finish work for Christmas. I'm going to have the fire on. I'm going to be in the, the sitting room having, a, having an, uh, a nice drink, hopefully, and hopefully enjoying a, a victory. Uh, all I want for Christmas is a Steeler win. <laughs> so let's see if they can pull it out. Look, it's going to be another close game. Um, and, you know, just chatting to Wolfie there, his, his positivity and enthusiasm really, really did kind of make me cheer up a little bit I mean it was like the, obviously a bit, a bit down after the game there at the weekend and then seeing the news that Casey had been suspended the rest of the season I was in a, a little bit of a spiral regarding the, the Steelers hopes for the rest of the season but definitely good to hear some um, some positive energy from from Wolfie like it's going to be challenging I don't think it's going to be an easy game especially with the switch of quarterback um, but all, all, all we can do and all they can do is just keep plugging away and um hopefully pull pull off the win that's what I enjoyed so much about the interview it's like positivity but it's also it's it's not shying away from the fact that the last few weeks have been disappointing been yeah. very disappointing because you, you, you look at a situation Dave where there was three games there there was the opportunity to pull away we see last week that the Bengals the Ravens both win 
uh, as well as the Browns as well in a very close circumstance. And now we look at a game this week where the Bengals come into this game hot with a backup quarterback. And that's annoying because we obviously now are bringing in Mason Rudolph. Kenny's not ready to go yet. There's so many ifs and buts, but I guess trying to stay positive. Everything flips. If the Cedars win this game, everything flips. You've got games against the Seahawks and a game potentially against the Ravens, which could potentially be a game, a rest game for them. I'm not saying, you, you look, you go to win every game in Week 18, but it's there for them. And, and after Saturday night, I'll take that at this point. No, you're, you're spot on, Mike. Um, it's like we were saying about the, the Ravens. Who knows? They could have the, the FC number one seed wrapped up by then. I think they did it a couple of years ago as well, and they ended up resting, and they ended up doing one and done in the playoffs. So they've maybe learned from that. But at the same time, just to sort of echo what both of you have said there, it's it's just we, we've got to, you know, rinse ourselves off, dust ourselves down, and look at the end of the day, it's an opportunity for Mason Rudolph to come in and if he gets the win then, you know, before you know it, we've flipped the table, as you said, you know, we've, we've we've put ourselves back in a strong position. You know, just on the Bengals, you know, Jake Brennan, he's been playing, you know, Joe Burrow, obviously, is a completely different level, but he's come in and he's absolutely seems to be firing at all senators. You know, he's not just a, a drop back, you know, short and stint quarterback, which we, we got him in, um, in his first week. He didn't look great, but he's, he's, he's had a massive bounce back. So if we can... Um, you know, if as I say, you know, with the, the suspension as well is disappointing. It's not obviously what we wanted to see, but even just listening to what Wolfie's speaking about it as well, he's, he's he sort of, you know, put my opinion on turned the opinion on ahead as well. You know, I sort of came in thinking, you know, oh, feeling bad thoughts and stuff like that, but Wolfie was able to cheer me up a bit. So I'm in a different sort of headspace now after, but um, I, I'm I'm hopeful that we can obviously turn it back. And as you know, Jimmy said, there I'll be the same. I'll be watching it with a. A pint of Guinness in my hand, and if we can win, then I just—it's only sort of adding to the experience. So, yeah, no, let, let's let's just look, let's sort of put the badness behind us, and if we can come off where we win this weekend, then I'll just say we're straight back in it. Am I joining that pint? It's it's definitely going to be. I think the key to this game is going to be defensive ends and defensive line because I think our secondary, particularly safeties, and look how banged up our safeties are right now. Mink is out. Casey's gone for the season. He's suspended. We saw how much our inside linebackers struggled against the run, um, in the especially the last quarter of the game against the Colts. So I think we're going to have to, like Wolf, you said, the leaders in the locker room, Cam Hayward, um, TJ Watt, they're going to have to step up even more than they have and lead from the front and um, hopefully lead the charge in this game. It's funny because going on what Jimmy said and going just going through that as well, Dave. One thing that the Steelers really struggled with on Saturday, and as we mentioned slightly, is is the run game. It just did not start for Warren or for Najee. How do you start? Or how do you start that against a stout Bengals defense? One that will be looking at this team going, well, they've won, or sorry, they've lost so many games out in the row. They're low on confidence. This team's here, for, like, and they'll they'll be thinking this team's here for the taking. So, how do we get a run game established on Saturday night? Sort of like at the start of the season, Michael, we remember how lethargic our run offense was at the start but we managed to turn that around and it ended up for about three four straight weeks it was our most important aspect you know Jalen Warren uh, he hasn't been you know the dynamic tough runner he has we've wanted him to be in the past couple of weeks it's been well known you know with that Najee him and they've been sharing most of the snaps and you know this week we just couldn't get it going against a coach defense that you know they're not the greatest in the world of course but it just seems like you know, we we just couldn't get it going. Um, 
you know, just even sort of going back in the coach game, you have to give them a lot of credit. You know, at the end of the day, what Shane Steichen's doing with them, I mean, he's potentially, you know, head coach, you know, the year of the award, if you like. So, you know, we can't beat ourselves up too much. We've got a, a big, a massive game. You know, I'm not entirely sure, having looked at the stats, you know, where their weakness lays. But at the same time, you know, we, we, we've got to come back. And, you know, if, if Mason Rudolph can get us to the win, then that's all that matters. And hopefully before you know it, Kenny Pickett's suiting back up. So, um, just at the same way as it was before, just ground and pound. If we can, uh, if we can get that run game going, it's going to be a massive positive. Looking ahead to Saturday night, as I said, the game is 9.30, Sky Sports NFL, OTB Sports Radio. Uh, we're going to have a podcast, potentially Christmas Eve morning, before everyone goes off for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> can't expect these boys to go on a Christmas Day for a pod as much as we love it. And uh, We are going to get, uh, if it's not this week going, but the week after, we're going to get a couple of fans on as well because we want to hear your thoughts, not just on the season, but just Abraham as well. So um, do reach out to us, hashtag Theatres Ireland, at Theatres Ireland if you'd like to do that. Jimmy, home game. Saturday night for us, primetime baby, but during the day in the States, I'm going to take a stout 14-10 to 10 win for the Steelers. <laughs> What's your thoughts? Not too far off, Mick. Not too far off. I mean, before we talked to Wolfie and before I came on, I really was down in the dumps. But you know what? I'm going to have faith. I'm going to keep the positive vibes going. And I'm going to go Steelers 20-17. to 17. It's going to come down to the wire. I think TJ Watt and the defense in front will do enough to throw Browning off. I think next man up um, will take place with our safeties. I don't know what the hell is going to happen with Mason Rudolph and the receivers. I think that's just going to be, who knows what's going to happen there. So I think our defense is going to have to, like they've been doing all season, they're going to have to carry carry the offense. But yeah, somehow, some way, the Steelers put off a win. Dave! Send us home. Are we going to go three and zero and just be so positive this week and just go from there? at the plan? Of course, of course. Uh, you you weren't expecting me to pick us to lo- not a chance. But uh, <laughs> no, in all serious, yeah, like it's 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 one of those where it's a, it's a bounce back position. You know, the Bang Bills, they're probably due a loss. I don't know how much they've won in a row now. And if there's a team that that can give them a loss over history, it's it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm going to come in. I'm going to say 17-16 win by a single point. And I think it's going to be a last-minute field goal from Boswell, believe it or not. So that's 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 my prediction. And I normally say it. I won't say it. Well, I was normally say it every week. Take this one to the bank, and um, you're a very rich man if you do follow my predictions. You see from from what you can tell. Oz <laughs> did have a rare miss though against the Colts, which is not like considering that Lucas Oilfield is indoors. So hopefully, it, there's no more um, no more that this time around. In Boswell, we trust. Bos, we trust. Well, we've seen punters kick this week as well, so I'm not, I'm confident if it comes to it, we'll be fine. Lads, um, like the last couple of weeks, you've got me back feeling positive again. Just a big thanks to everybody listening to this podcast on, on the island of Ireland. It's hard to believe we're going into week 16 here. Um, and just obviously, I hope people enjoy the weekend, but also enjoy the holiday season. Have a great Christmas. And uh, we will chat to you on the other side of the game potentially Sunday morning. So we need your quotes, your comments, everything. If you can, folks, hashtag Steelers Ireland on X and Instagram and on TikTok. We'll chat to you soon. Here we go, lads. Have a good Christmas. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ho, ho, ho.